0: You're listening to Season 2, Episode 40 of the Minor Touches to Major Impact podcast for nonprofits. Welcome to the Minor Touches to Major Impact podcast, where nonprofit leaders get the strategies and the encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is, no. We dream of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides, and we're having a really good time while we're doing it. We believe that paying attention to the minor touches maximizes our impact for our mission. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity. Just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and seeing our mission fully funded. I'm your host, David Oaks. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome to the show today. Glad you're here today. We're talking about noticing and celebrating first things in your fundraising and what a difference it will make. Celebrating, noticing, making a big deal out of first things. Things. I'm going to give you two stories today. Story number one comes from Jewish storytellers who tell of an incident early in Jewish history where, where two brothers brought gifts to God. So, a story about two brothers bringing their gifts to God. It was the custom then that if you brought your gift to God and it was pleasing, Fire would shoot down from the sky and consume your gift. So, brother number one brings his gift, sets it down very carefully, steps back, anticipating the firebomb from the sky. Boom! Fire shoots down from the sky, and in an instant, nothing is left of the gift but ashes and smoke. It was a public demonstration of divine affirmation. Brother number two brings his gift and very quickly steps back to avoid this fire from the sky. And he waits, and he waits, and he waits some people gathered around who gathered to watch the spectacle began to murmur, no fire ever comes. Now, everyone knows that his gift did not make God happy. It was humiliating, but it was more than that. It was public humiliation, embarrassed. Brother number two, so envious of his brother's apparent success and his so public affirmation, kills brother number one. Now, what was so different in their gifts? If you study the story closely, you see where brother number one gave a more costly gift. His gift being a shepherd came from the firstlings of his flock. He kept the old, diseased and lame sheep, and he gave the young, strong firstlings to God. But brother number two, being a farmer, he merely gave some produce. You see, he ate and sold the first veggies of the season, the first veggies and fruits of the season, the stuff that sells for more, and then he gave God what was Left over. Now, here in Georgia, the first watermelons of the season sells for five or six dollars, but after the season comes in full, you can buy those same watermelons for a dollar or even less. This brother kept the good and expensive stuff and gave the second-rate veggies to God. Brother number one, whose gift was received, brought his first his first things, the good stuff, and gave it as a gift. The Jewish God demanded that first things be carefully noted and given to him. Now, celebrating, noticing, making a big deal out of first things is a large part of Jewish storytelling. They celebrated, they made a big deal out of, and they gave to God the first fruit that came into their harvest, those first most expensive watermelons they gave them as gifts to God, the first child born in a family, an animal's first baby, the first part of their day, the first part of their money, the first city that they would conquer in their journeys to find in the the land of promise. Now, what might this have to do with fundraising? Successful fundraisers notice and make a big deal out of a person's first steps into their orbit. This is never more evident than when a donor gives to you for the first time. First things matter supremely. Fundraising gold nugget number one, noticing and celebrating a donor's first steps into your mission. It'll get you more money. Now, story number two is about a pastor named Nelson Searcy. He chronicled his journey in church growth in a book called Fusion. It's about how he, as a fledgling church planter in New York City, began to harness the power of first things, first guests, first time guests at his little infant church. A powerful, a powerful realization struck Circe in an extraordinary moment. He began to see his first-time guests as divine gifts that he had failed to notice and celebrate with thankfulness. Circe noticed and then dreamed about the people who visit his his, his church for the first time in his little church of 50. He began to see their first-time visit as a gift that he should Notice and celebrate. He determined that if he would just celebrate these first time guests, if not quite all of them, but if the majority of them, if he could get them to make that elusive second visit, he would more than double his congregation in a year. And then he says very transparently and so humbly, I began to realize that my response or lack of response, in this case, to a gift speaks volumes to the giver. What you do with a gift you've received speaks volumes about your level of appreciation. Fundraising gold nugget number two. What you do with a gift you've received speaks volumes about your level of appreciation. Hmm. Circe began to dream of what his church would look like if he would make the all-out effort to receive and celebrate these first-time guests as extra-unique gifts. What would it look like if he received each guest as a providential gift from God? Could he, with intentional effort, make a plan that would more honor these guests as gifts? Was there a plan his little congregation could follow that would inspire his gifts to make that elusive second gift. With a new perspective of these first-time gifts, Circe contemplates. I've come to understand that receiving a gift always demands some kind of reciprocity. I've also begun to understand that my response or lack speaks volumes to the giver. Okay, here's the next gold nugget for you fundraisers. Receiving a gift always demands some kind of reciprocity. Mm. Circe concludes that because he did not have a well-thought-out plan to integrate his first-time guests into the life of his church. It was a snub to these people as gifts, and it was a snub to the giver of these gifts, which he saw as coming from God. Wow. Wow. See la, do pause and think about that. What you do with the gift you've been given speaks volumes about your level of appreciation. Now, you ought to know, I should tell you that today, Nelson Searcy's church has grown into thousands with campuses multiple all over New York City and even Boca Raton. And then Nelson Searcy says, my slips have taught me that failing to say thank you to the right people at the right time leads to embarrassment. Now, what can nonprofits learn from the two brothers and Nelson Searcy's journey? Here's what you can learn. Like Searcy's first-time guests who never returned, most first-time donors never give a second gift. Let me say that again. Most, the majority of first-time donors to nonprofits never, ever give what we call that elusive second gift. In fact, studies tell us that only two out of 10 first-time donors ever give that a second gift. That means 80%. Of your new donors this year, you're already celebrating it. You cannot wait. Look at all the new donors we received. Only two out of ten of all those new donors, unless you do something different, most of your first-time donors will never give that elusive second gift. Why, why, why is that? Well, studies show us and people smarter than you and I have studied it and they'll say the number one reason first-time donors don't give again is that their first gift is not properly celebrated. Fundraising golden golden nugget. Know how you will thank first-time donors before you ask them to give. Before you start asking for money, have a well-thought-out plan for how you thank them, make a big deal out of them, how you'll celebrate them. Do that plan before you even ask them to give. Here's the truth. I know it's true. Most nonprofits spend far more time asking and far less time thanking. Plan ahead. Before you ask, make sure you've brainstormed how you'll celebrate donors when they give to your mission for the first time. Just this week, I was looking over a list of major givers with a client, and on the top of their list was a donor who gives five-digit gifts every time they appeal. Looking at his history, we looked back and his first gift years and years ago was $25. Now, somehow, this donor who had the capacity to give a whole lot more felt so good about his initial gift of $25 that he gave again and again and again until years later. Now he's giving five-digit gifts. Um, Hello, y'all. Major gifts flow from these minor touches that you'll give to people when they give for the first time. The biggest giving program globally is Harvard University. They have more million-dollar gifts than anyone else in the world. They went back and did a study. And do you know that the majority of those givers, their first gifts were less than $100? My goodness, does that matter? If you have a, a bar in your organization, you say, David, well, when they give... $500 $500 or more, we, we make a big deal out of them. Maybe in your organization, they have to give more than that. They have to give a thousand or two thousand or ten thousand. Listen, how you respond to that first time gift can determine if that donor ever gives again. Do not assume because their gift is less than a hundred dollars. That you shouldn't celebrate it, notice it, and make a big deal about it. Wow. Mm. Let me give you some action steps before we leave today. Number one, I'm going to challenge you today. Develop a welcome packet. Make a welcome packet that includes a welcome letter from you that says a heartfelt thank you and outlines the donors, how the donors' money's already making impact. Put a past newsletter. You need an old-fashioned printed newsletter. Listen to the podcast from last week. You need some good printed stuff that you send in the old-fashioned snail mail. Develop a welcome packet that you will mail Old-fashioned snail mail to these people, welcome letter, past newsletter, any other marketing collateral that you can put from your nonprofit, put your case for support in there that you have printed. You made it really nice so that you can give it to first-time donors just like these people. Step number two, action step. Involve your board in the welcoming process. Get your board to help you write thank yous to first-time donors. Educate your board to the power of celebrating first-time gifts. And there's two downloads. I'll put here in the show notes two links, six ways to say thank you to first-time donors. And then give your board great examples of good thank you notes that they can follow. You can download, too, another link in the show notes, a cheat sheet for writing better thank yous. Wow. So involve your board in the welcoming process. When you download that cheat sheet for writing better thank yous, it's going to come to you under the cover of how to get that elusive second gift by writing better thank yous. Use it and do it. People have downloaded that thing Thousands of times now, Um, it blows me away how many people have downloaded that thing from me. Get that cheat sheet for writing a better thank you. And then, one more free download you can get today is I'm going to give you a sample welcome packet. Just recently, I gave to a local charity for the first time, a friend of mine. Christoph Koran has an organization called Mission 3E. And the way that Christoph responded to my first gift, gift blew me away. It made me so glad. And I'm going to tell you what I thought. I'm going to give again to Mission 3E. So he's given me permission. I'm going to give you a free download of Mission 3E's Welcome Packet, just to show you that that Christoph has a small organization, but they are doing big things because they celebrate the first-time gifts into into their organization. Wow. So that's our show today. Make sure you understand and know to notice, celebrate, and make a big, big deal out of Donors' first steps into your organization. Okay, let me send you away. This has been a little bit longer today than normal. Let me send you away with some positive affirmations. Always remember we are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. We're not begging, we're not pleading. We are inviting humanity to partner with Providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, so we can leave the world we found in a much better place. It's all coming together. It's all breaking our way every day. We're a little clearer in our message. We learn a little more of our strategy. We see another piece of the puzzle coming together. So until next time, this is David Oakes saying, don't forget it's paying attention to the minor touches that lead to the major impact. So long.